Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Zoliax, your host, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today we've got a great guest, L.J. Rassler is the founder, president of an organization called Cook for Vets. And they prepare meals for veterans and families and deliver uh, primarily on the weekends. So uh, welcome, LJ. Thank you, Larry. I'm so excited. I'm almost speechless. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. And yeah, that's what we do, Cook for Vets. (laughs) Well, we... We don't want you to be speechless, number one. (laughs) And number two, I've never known you to be speechless. No, not that often. (laughs) So so tell us a little bit about what Cook for Vets does and how it got started. Okay, so I am a former teacher. I left in 2019. I'll be really brief with this because I don't want to bore anybody, but I left teaching in 2019. And my background is that of service. I ran a committee for homeless men living in the woods in my native uh, state of New, you know, New York and moved to Virginia following my retirement from teaching. And I knew I wanted to get back to service. And my dad... He's gone 20 years, and he served in the United States Navy from 1948 to 1952. And I literally woke up one morning and I said, I need to serve those who have served and sacrificed. And that has been my mission, passion, and purpose for almost four years at this point. So we became incorporated. Cook for Vets became incorporated a year ago, but we've been actively Um, delivering meals, homemade meals and groceries to veterans, their household and even their pets since January. We're thriving, we're growing, we're meeting lots and lots of people that this is something new in the Northern Virginia area that Mm -hmm. are not servicing veterans specifically. There are meal delivery programs, but nothing like what we're doing. We deliver monthly meals. We're on the third Saturday of every month presently. We deliver Saturday dinner, Sunday breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and every meal delivery is accompanied by, um, thank you to the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, we deliver a bag of groceries. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting. We're just building a really strong foundation for um, making an impact, making an impact in Northern Virginia. And... I have to say a huge shout out to my web designer, Michael Croto of Croto's. When we came up with the name, it was originally called Cooking for Virginia Veterans. He asked me a question very quickly. He said, LJ, where do you see this nonprofit going? And my first, without blinking my eye, I specifically said, I want this to go nationwide. And that being said, then we need to go a little bit more holistically with our name. And that's how Cook for Vets came Mm -hmm. to being the name that it is. And yeah, we're making a mark in Northern Virginia. And we've aligned with some wonderful veteran service organizations, beginning with the Department of Veteran Services. My, My mantra is one veteran one day at a time, because as we... My husband and I are doing the deliveries, and as we come to every household that is in need, 
you know, everybody says, thank you, LJ. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, no, I think this is wrong. It is my way of saying thank you for your service and sacrifice Mm -hmm. through cooking through this delivery service. So I'm grateful and gracious to all who are seeing this as meaningful and Mm -hmm. purpose-driven. Yeah. And how old is the organization? So we've been incorporated. April was a year, but we've been active since January doing the actual cooking, preparing, Mm -hmm. boxing up, and delivering meals to those that are in need. Mm -hmm. Food insecurity is, is a big problem nationwide for many families, not just veterans, but there are programs out there like Meals on Wheels. Mm -hmm. um, But that's a weekly, like Monday through Friday. One frozen meal. Right. One frozen meal. And so your your program supplements that on the weekend once a month and then gives them groceries that will last for a good while. Yes, yes. And that's that's where where I think setting ourselves apart because in my conversations with the VSOs who have come on board to use us as a resource, they've said, in fact, I spoke to um, somebody new that's come on board through the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, shout out to Laura, that we don't know anybody that's doing this on the weekend. And she said, honestly, that the one frozen meal a day, I think that's dinner, if mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a breakfast or a lunch. I think it's a dinner meal, but nobody's doing weekend meals. So I don't know. When I came up with this, Larry, I was like, we need to take care of them for the entire weekend. And the groceries are that sustained nutrition. You know, our mission is for the veterans that are provide, you know, we provide for the veterans in their households and their pets. As I mentioned, food is not the be all and end all. Mm -hmm. But yet I can explain this best by saying if when I was teaching, if I was working and I was hungry, my day kind of went downward and I got a little grumpier and I got a little more agitated until I ate. So when I thought about that, that in this circle of of helping veterans that are struggling with food scarcity. Food is a very, very important topic. So if you go hungry for days without eating or having minimal sustenance, you're going to get depressed. You're going to feel anxious. Perhaps Mm -hmm. you may lose your job or your job becomes in jeopardy and it becomes a whole cyclical thing. So I feel that food is a very important part of that equation Mm -hmm. to to um, making a difference in the lives of veterans that are struggling today. Sure. And we know that when you're hungry, your concentration, uh, there's a lot of things that suffer. And many veterans are, are pretty vulnerable. It's easy for them to spin out of control and for, for things to just be this downward spiral. Absolutely. And depression is really one of the worst things that can happen because that also eats up and, and just throws them into an even darker place. So I guess one of the things that I, I thought about early on with your organization was that there are a lot of veteran service organizations like ours, like uh, Homes for Heroes and um, all sorts of them out there. But most of them are designed where the veteran comes to them and the veteran says, I need help and They are provided services, but the veteran has to identify and come to them. And but you're totally different because you're going to the veteran Mm -hmm. and you're going into their home and you're seeing how they live. 
what condition things are in. Um, and you are sort of the eyes and ears of the overall veteran service community because you're in their space and you're able to evaluate the warrior differently in the sense, okay, what am I seeing here with this warrior? Am I seeing a firearm laying out? Mm-hmm. Am I seeing a lot of alcohol, maybe some drug drug use? Am I seeing the food insecurity the situation is much worse than what I thought. There's absolutely nothing in the refrigerator. You know, so then you can identify possible other organizations that can provide services that supplement what you do. Mm-hmm. But I think what you guys do and is just, just huge. Um, it really, really is important um, to get a number of services to veterans and to kind of push them towards or kind of move them towards reaching out for other resources like the Virginia Department of Veteran Services where they can pick up a caseworker and then somebody can work right alongside you uh, to manage some of the other resources that they need. And I'm sure you see a lot. Oh, my God. And, you know, Larry, you said something that is really speaking to me on every level because I'm so in this when I my husband and I are delivering Jesse We are doing the deliveries right now to make sure the system is working and we're flowing and we're getting it done the way I, you know, feel it needs to be done. So, I mean, I have story after story at this point and I just go and we deliver and we spend a little time talking with the veteran, whether it's a male, female, even the children of the household. And you just hit something so powerful to me. I will give a short instance, we were in a home, an apartment in um, Arlington, which is where the primary area where we're working on now in Northern Virginia, Arlington and Alexandria. Veteran, his wife, and two children, and there was a cat. And the little boy, they had just come home from a birthday party. Little boy, I think, is five and his sister is seven. And he was holding something and I didn't know what it was. And he said to me, Daddy, I brought a sandwich from the party. Brings a tear to my eye. Mm. Sandwich from the party so we would have dinner tonight. Yeah, sure. It's things like this. I have um, a wonderful gentleman we've been servicing for a good, I think this will be his third month with us. And he had said to me, LJ, I couldn't get in touch with him to make the last meal delivery. And I was worried. Yeah, and sure. I called my contact of serving together, and I said, "This and this is going on. I don't know where. Can't reach him." Anyway, he told me his phone was turned off because he was using his money that he had for the month to take him with the Uber to his three-week appointment, three times a week appointment for dialysis. Mm-hmm. And I said, "This is not going to happen again." I connected with my my buddy Luke Fraza of data transport and um, NV rides, Emily over there. And I said, look, we've got to get this gentleman rides. And he said to me the other day, he said, LJ, I've been getting my rides. Mm-hmm. Good. So I am very, very focused on who I connect with to do what. Transportation is a very big issue, Larry, for mm-hmm. the veterans, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, one of the veterans is hard of hearing. He's riding his bike and he's going to a food pantry to pick up his groceries and he's carrying them on his back while he's riding his bicycle. 
I told my friend over at the VA and I said, look, I have a service that will pick him up and take him to wherever he needs to go, whether it's a doctor's appointment, whether it's to the food pantry, whether it's when we just finally do meals in a, in a the church where we cook out of, doesn't matter. I'm going to get this gentleman the rides that he needs. There's a lot of that, the organizations that I'm connecting with, MK9s, veterans moving forward. Mm-hmm. If somebody's in need of a, a service dog, mm-hmm. you know, emotional support animal, I'm going to connect them with the people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for all the organizations serving together, um, Department of Veterans Services, now the VA, my most recent connection is Operation Renewed Hope Foundation. They're doing amazing things. I just did the tour of the house they're going to renovate to provide permanent housing for a family. This is this is my 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 goal is to provide meals for thousands and thousands of veterans. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. But we do it one veteran one day at a time. But through my efforts, I am aligning with so many people, willing warriors. You know, I, I when I met you guys through the tour of the, you know, by way of the VFW post last year, mm-hmm. I mean, I became a volunteer here and I met you, Larry. And, you know, you've become such a friend, you and Charmaine. It's these connections that thank you, Charmaine. I said it today on my my Instagram post. I said, thank you, Charmaine. I am following that thread it's what I need to do mm-hmm. to be become credible in the community, to build that strong foundation so sure. we can be that driving force for this meal program and, mm-hmm. and more, you know, as we move forward. And I, your experience has probably been very similar to mine. The veteran service organization community wants to help. And uh, when you reach out to them, they're more than happy to help you understand the, the the dynamic of the community, who's doing what, mm-hmm. um, how to uh, get services for your organization or a veteran. It is amazing that there's there's no sort of turf war kind of thing. It's not, hey, we're doing that. Just leave us alone. Mm-hmm. We'll take care mm-hmm. of that. It's really all about coordinating as many organizations and efforts as possible to bring services to veterans that because the biggest problem out there is there's a lot of help, but veterans don't know how to get to it. They don't know it's there. They don't know how to utilize the resources. It's it's just a struggle for the, not only the veterans, but for the organizations to connect with the veterans. You know, I think food is a great way. Food brings people together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. And also, you know, in thinking about the organizations that I've aligned with, you know, Larry, you and I have talked about this. Trauma is such a big thing. And my my friend, Sergeant Bob Bauer, who's a Warriors Hearts USA, he deals with trauma. He He works with first responders. He works with veterans. He works with, you know, ordinary people. Everybody has traumas, and that's the biggest, that's the root of all of this. A lot of the veterans are too proud to ask for help. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm learning. You know, we have a veteran, I respect their privacy, who didn't want to come to the door. We delivered the meals, so I texted him, he got right back, and we left the food at his door. I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But the key thing, Sergeant Bauer talked to me, he's you know, served two branches of the military. He was a police officer in D.C. for 40 years. That 
trauma is trauma. And if there's this humility that goes with asking for help, I feel as though, like I say to, to all the veterans I speak to, you are the most worthy and deserving of this service. Let us help you. And in speaking to veterans, one of the veterans said to me, this is an older gentleman, Vietnam veteran, just did fifth bladder cancer surgery, mm -hmm. served in Vietnam, and he didn't want the service. And I spoke to him when I saw him on Memorial Day, and I said, look, I'm not doing this because in your case, you're not financially able to do it. It's that you are not able to cook for yourself you have no one in your house. This is a healthy meal. Mm -hmm. These are meals prepared by veterans, active duty soldiers, high school kids. We, I take a lot of time in thinking about the meals that we cook, Larry, and they are healthy meals. Mm -hmm. That is my mission. We don't discriminate who we're going to give to. We provide for um, a wife of a veteran. She's a military spouse. Her husband passed away a number of years ago. She needs help. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. It's about getting that nutritious meal and those groceries to, to, excuse me, to sustain them. It's getting that. And I don't, I feel like, yes, I'm not on the receiving end, but nobody should be without a hot meal or a roof over their heads, right. especially those who have served in sacrifice. So mm -hmm. I use that as the fuel that drives me to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just want to keep serving everyone. And, and, and it's happening. It's, it's unfolding as it should. Mm -hmm. But the more organizations that I connect with, we become a very strong force in scarcity. Yeah. And that's that's my my primary goal. And so how many volunteers do you have now? I just had four, four two of them military. I just had two, uh, four sign up since May 20th. So we have a total, I think, of about 42 wow. volunteers currently. Right. And I always say to the volunteers, come when you can. You know, we know everybody's schedule is busy. But this... I reached out to the local high school. I've gotten the high school kids involved. We do the bake sale together. In fact, one of my star volunteers, um, Catherine, she said to me, LJ, we want to start a Cook for Vets organization club in the high school. Wow. And I was like, I, you had to pick me up off the ground. I was like, what What does that mean? What do, what do we need to do? And she said, we want to recruit more high school kids. We want to do those bake sales. We want to get out more to the Falls Church community. So it's really exciting. I, you know, and I, I want to say to Pastor James Page of Galloway United Methodist Church, who opened that door for me to cook in his church, and he believed in us. So I'm really grateful to Pastor Page, too, yeah. who, you know, I called about 10 churches back then last summer. And I was like, he was the first person to call me back. And he said, yes, you called about a kitchen. And I said, yes, I did. And he says, well, I have a kitchen. And I was jumping for joy. I was totally elated. And they have that closet, which is part of our food pantry, but it's busting out right now. Yeah. And, you know, Larry, I got to thank you for that contact, you know, the for the Commodities Grant through the mm -hmm. Church of Jesus Christ. And they are super supportive. I just picked up our second pallet to stock our pantry. 
we have plenty of food and we, we've got some food for you here today. <laughs> oh, too. God bless you. Yeah. You know, it's aligning with the, the communities because my next goal is to get organizations that we can provide like the proteins, the, the beef and the chicken, perhaps to start and I have one of the veterans who offered to volunteer and she has a vegetable garden. She said, oh, I can give you the produce for this summer. And I was like, yes. So because yeah, we want that. And I know you guys have that. And that's so key because we have a lot of people with dietary restrictions, a little boy that we're going to be providing for this weekend. He's got nut allergies, soy and eggs. So I've been doing my research to try and make sure I give him all that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But for a young boy, he's four. He needs that fresh fruit. So we do, you know, bananas and pears and apples and oranges. You know, we make that very, but we make sure they get the protein and that nutrition that especially a young child needs. So it's really exciting. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing work you guys are doing. It really is. And we are uh, just thrilled to be associated with you. Vice versa. And the work (laughs) that you do is just, it's so unique. It's so needed just to come up with the idea and and then put it into action. And uh, we just had a fundraising uh, event for you at uh, a local brewery. Yes, on a brewing company yeah, in Chantilly. Honor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was grateful for them. And you know, Larry, something else that just came to my mind, because I just go through the motions and just do it and do it and do it. And I just want to network. And it is an important mission. And I, I sometimes think to myself, what did I step into? What did I get myself into? Because when I was coming up with this whole idea of cooking for for veterans, you know, I've been cooking for my own family for almost 34 years and love to cook. And I ran a committee for homeless men in New York and we cooked for them, among other things. But cooking is my passion and it made such sense to me. But to think about it in terms of let's cover the weekend and let's give them the groceries. It's a huge undertaking. And that's why fundraising is essential for us. And Mm -hmm. I seek sponsors all the time because it is a tall order. You know, I'm guided by the grace of God. And I feel that, you know, as a person of strong faith, that we will tackle all those that need it. But Mm -hmm. it's it's a big task. It's a big task to cover the whole weekend. I'm really methodical about it. And like I said, carefully planning the really nice meals because some of these veterans may not have had a good meal for months at a time. You know, they they may go to McDonald's or they may go to, you know, a fast food place, not to knock McDonald's. But on a daily basis, you can't subsist on that. Right. And unfortunately for some veterans who are on limited income, when you go to the grocery store, you will find that some of the least expensive food is the worst food for you. I We had a warrior stay here, and uh, they had left behind some items that they had purchased while they were here. And I looked at this bowl of noodles where you just add hot water to it, and the salt, oh. the salt content was... 1,682 milligrams it's of salt. Way, yeah. That, that's more than you should have in three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But unfortunately, it's an inexpensive way to eat. So them having this healthy, quality food, hopefully also 
you know, will impact the choices that they make when they get groceries um, and try to shy away from some of the things uh, that are just not good for them, that aggravate their blood pressure and their cholesterol. Mm -hmm. And and that just, you know, affects other parts of their health. So so true. Yeah, Yeah. it's really important that, um, you know, nutrition is a component of of bringing these really healthy meals to the to the veterans i mean it's it's just huge yeah and uh, you and you know when i was teaching i used to teach spanish and english as a second language and one of the things i taught when i was teaching elementary school was the food pyramid you know that's your basic food groups you have your proteins you have your carbohydrates you know your fruits your vegetables your grains etc cetera, etc cetera. and i have a very strong understanding of how do we supplement the adults and the children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ch- children need a different type of diet, and they need different type of food, you know, and they're probably not getting that. They're definitely not, um, and I'm very conscious of that as a person who's raised three children, and, you know, they've had good meals. So we we march to a different drummer, perhaps, than other organizations, but... It's a work in progress. Yeah, it always is. So how do people get in touch with you? Our website is cookforvets.org. Okay. Excuse me. I'm on social media, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. <laughs> my my son, who's my treasurer, said to me, Mom, you need to get all out there. So right. that's what I do. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> no, we cook for vets and, you know... We're spreading the word. Raising awareness yeah. is key for us to do, um, you know, make that diff- make that change. So, yeah, I'm on different platforms. Okay. Well, great. Well, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'll get some listeners to f- start following uh, yes. you on those. Yes. Uh, Instagram uh, and Facebook especially, because I can tell you uh, from my experience that LJ makes regular updates about <laughs> everything that's going on. Always. Which is great. So listen, thank you so much for coming out and uh, just great. filling us in on Cook for Vets. It's such a great program. Uh, for our listeners, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at podcast at willingwarriors.org and we'll have another episode next monday until then uh, thanks for listening the welcome home podcast is brought to you by willing warriors a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012 to learn more please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org